Hello, and welcome to the podcast edition of the MBA Summit, where we're diving into the topics prospective MBA applicants actually care about and giving you real answers from real business leaders. I'm John Byrne, Editor-in-Chief of Poets and Quants. On this episode of Beyond the Classroom, The Real ROI, we're answering a question we hear all the time. What do you really have to gain by getting access to an institution's alumni network? We have three business leaders to discuss the alumni advantages of the MBA. Let's welcome them. From Barcelona, Spain, we have Barbara Calexto, who uh, originally was in Brazil, uh, has worked for both Citi and Anheuser-Busch, and is now the CMO of a company in Barcelona called Wallbox Chargers. They make smart electronic vehicle chargers. And Barbara is a graduate of the Ross program in 2011. We also have on the line a classmate of hers from 2011 uh, who lives in Dallas, and her name is Nicole Smith. And she currently owns her own consulting and coaching business. And finally, but not last, we have Shane Kelly, uh, who's based in Los Angeles. He's the founder and uh, managing partner of Wolverine Angels, which is an early stage investment fund. And I'm just going to add one little fun uh, factoid about Shane. He once played one-on-one basketball with Magic Johnson. I love that. All right. Welcome, everybody. So let's, let's start off with the basic question. What makes an alumni network successful in your experience? Barbara? Um, so um, in my experience, I found um, the, the networks that I've been a part of to be most helpful when there was some kind of social aspect to it. So it really made it natural to network and we didn't have to necessarily jump and talk um, straight business. So while I was living in Minneapolis, for instance, that was a time that um, I was very active. Then I moved to Seattle and switched industries. And through our network, I was able to meet a lot of people in the tech industry, which was something new to me. And now more recently, funny enough, I'm very active with the Brazil network. We have a group and we actually talk a lot about um, startups and hiring people. So at times where I was working with Brazil and needed to hire talent, that was something very helpful for me to have, you know, those group of people that were regionally in Brazil and also had a lot of contacts um, in the kind of profile that I was recruiting for. And Nicole, I'm imagining that the network was helpful to you when you transitioned into a career in sports before starting your own consulting and, and coaching business. You were director of brand yeah. development at the San Diego Padres. You were senior director of growth marketing at NASCAR. You were uh, CMO at the Dallas Wings. Right. And the alumni network has been instrumental through all of that. Um, one of my favorite things about the alumni network, and one of the things I always go back to is that my industry switch, I was in entertainment beforehand before I moved into sports, and my industry switch was almost like a drawn up play for what alumni engagement should look like. Um, so I would say the successful piece of an alumni network is that it's real world. Um, it happens on and off campus. And it's not necessarily event focused, but it has like investment interaction and support from all the stakeholders. And I feel like, you know, knowing that everybody's all in on it and participating on it on every level. And it's a thread that's woven through the entire life cycle of your experience. So while I was a student, I was engaging with alums um, after I graduated, continue to engage. And even in my business right now, um, I can tell you that I've 
driven revenue each year of my business through alumni engagement. And of course, you know, my first job came from Tom Garfinkel, who's also a Ross alum. And, you know, he exemplified exactly what you want in a network. You want people that are connected, active, and that reach out and support each other. And Shane, I'm imagining that as a founder of an early stage investment firm, uh, the network is especially important to you. It is. Um, you know, I think what's most important to me is just that the network is cohesive and is responsive. And that's something that I've really experienced uh, with University of Michigan broadly and specifically with Ross. Uh, you know, living in Los Angeles and moving here about five years ago, it was really um, a great touch point for me on a couple of levels. On one side, it was the personal and social element where the game watches are obviously very well attended. There are, I think, three different game watches in different parts of town for people to come together in Los Angeles because, you know, it's such a spread out town. Uh, and then on the business side as well, where um, I would consistently kind of reach out for uh, learning about new areas and new opportunities. And I found that I was really able to get connected to alumni, even if they were incredibly busy and kind of the CFO of a publicly traded company. Um, these folks would still kind of pick up the phone and, uh, and hop on a call. You know, I wonder uh, for all three of you, did you even have a network before you went to business school? Barbara? Yes, um, through work. Um, so j just before I... Um, I went to Ross to get my MBA. I was working um, at a company that is now on Hauser Bush and Bev. Um, and I had um, some mentors that had been my managers in roles that I've held at that point. But it was something very informal, right? Even the concept of network has evolved a lot for me and definitely something I got more acquainted to um, after I moved to the U.S., at the same time I was going to the U.S. to get my MBA, I became part of another group of MBA um, students in Brazil. So that was um, a parallel network that was born with um, me going um, to get my MBA. But really knowing how to be a part of and contribute and, and get something out of being in a network was something that, for me at least, came with um, um, going to Ross and becoming um, a member there. And Nicole, how about you? I would say I had a network. However, I would say that my Ross network definitely elevated not only the quality, but the quantity of the network as well. Um, it's incredibly well distributed and highly recognizable. And I feel like I definitely reap the benefits of being a part of a strong brand. Um, I worked in entertainment before. So I worked at companies like the Walt Disney Company, Fox Broadcasting. So I still can go back and tap into those individuals. But I feel like my connections, my deeper connections into the business world and just a broader spectrum of individuals comes from my connection with Michigan for sure. Right. And Shane? Well, I actually kind of switched industries going from before business school to after business school. So prior to business school, I spent nine years in New York City uh, doing actually also in the, in the entertainment world, um, doing film finance. Um, so worked on the financing for about 20, 30 um, feature uh, motion pictures. And from there, you know, we launched a number of businesses there in New York City. Uh, and then University of Michigan and, and the Ross program was actually my indoctrination into venture capital. As a student, I was part of 
the Wolverine Venture Fund, which is a student-run, student-managed venture fund that sits inside the university. That was actually my vehicle for shifting uh, my, both my expertise as well as my network from the entertainment industry and specifically the film industry to the venture capital, tech, and entrepreneurship space. Uh, while I was there, I also took classes at uh, the School of Information, which was a deeper indoctrination on the tech side. Uh, but coming out of there, um, what I learned, John, was that there were these amazing relationships that I developed, not only with the other students that I could connect with who were in venture capital prior or private equity or in technology, but I could also connect with our advisors on the Wolverine Venture Fund, of which there were probably 15 to 20 kind of advisors who were just people in the community, uh, mostly Michigan alumni, who were advising us on the fund and on investing. And I've maintained a number of those relationships. And, you know, now that I'm in Los Angeles, one of those advisors is also out here and I see him probably almost every month. So this is a relationship that started back in 2011 when I entered the Ross program and is still with me today. Um, and this is not a student, uh, but someone who was who was advising. So this was, you know, that network and that University of Michigan alumni network, even when I got to Los Angeles, was amazing for me to build a new network in venture capital and entrepreneurship. That was the majority of the way that I actually built my my relationships in the space. Yeah, that's incredibly valuable. Now, how, how does someone who's considering business school think about or evaluate the potential alumni networks they may join? I mean, it's um, I would think it's a hard thing to actually evaluate if you're not part of it. What's your advice, Nicole? Um, I would go back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier and making sure that this is a network, well, one, that you actually want to be part of, that you see people that you'll want to be connected to and that you'll want to reach out to in the future, right? Can you see yourself being a part of this family, so to speak? Then also, you want to look at, does this match what your vision is for your life? And maybe that's a little bit of a life coach in me, but you have to envision your life and the life you want to create for yourself. And do you want to be a part of something that is limitless, diverse, contagious energy, or are you the type of person that wants something that's a little bit more finite, measurable, and maybe 100% known quantity? We know that with the Michigan Alumni Network, that it is that large, well-distributed network where you can think about just about anything. And there's probably someone within the network that does it. You can travel anywhere around the world and you'll find somebody with a block M giving you a go blue, right? But then there's <laughs> other networks that are a bit smaller. And we know that that's true. And I will, full disclosure, say I'm slightly biased as a member of the Alumni Board of Governors. You know, I've taken that extra step, which is also another element that one might want to consider. What are the opportunities for engagement? Everybody enjoys a football game or a watch party or the social interactions. But what are the other opportunities to elevate you in personal development, professional development and continuous learning, which are also opportunities that we have through our Ross Network? that it's easy for us to take for granted, but there's a lot of other networks that don't have that. And is that something that you look for? And is that something you want to be a part of? And do you see a life where you'll want to connect with other people, whether they're in your industry or outside of your industry? Because life does change. And I'm thinking one way to evaluate an alumni network is simply to contact the school and ask for the names of alums uh, who are working in the industry that you're targeting 
uh, with your MBA and, and do it even before you arrive on campus. Shane, what do you think of that? So, uh, to be candid, I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, but what I did was kind of uh, assess, actually, once I got there, um, a little bit more of the strength. I understood that there was a, an amazing strength uh, for University of Michigan in entrepreneurship, right? Uh, you have the founder of Google, for example, um, and then here in LA, one of the founders of Cornerstone On Demand, um, which was kind of a venture-backed tech company back in the around the dot-com era, and is now a publicly traded, you know, pretty successful company, uh, which has a Michigan uh, alum as a founder. Uh, so I knew that the entrepreneurship strength was there, and what I wanted to understand was the venture capital side and. You know, what I learned through building Wolverine Angels was that there was just an extraordinary uh, need for um, bringing that community together as a massive community of investors and entrepreneurs. Shasta Ventures, for example, one of the multi-billion dollar funds in Silicon Valley was actually founded uh, by a Michigan alum. And so and there, there are a number of them. And that's what I learned, you know, that 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 network is massive to Nicole's point in LA and in New York and in San Francisco. And that was, that was really appealing to me because I'm, I tend to be uh, drawn to those major cities and I have a massive network in any one of those. And, and Barbara, do you have advice for someone considering business school who wants to evaluate the quality and the depth of a, an alumni network? Um, I do, because actually in my case, I did talk to alumni before I um, joined business school because, again, as someone in Brazil that didn't have this easy access to a broad network of alumni and, and also at that time didn't understand all the nuances of different business schools, to me it was hugely helpful to talk to alumni from different schools and learn about their experience and learn about how they transitioned from workforce to business school and then back to workforce and, and even just getting to feel the, the, how receptive they were, you know, whether they were willing to make the time to talk to me or not and what kind of advice they would bring and how their experiences resonated with what I was looking for. Uh, that, was, that was super helpful. And so, especially for international students that are considering, you know, making the investment, taking time off to leave their country and, and go to the U.S. to get an MBA I highly recommend try to get connected with um, alumni from the schools you're interested and have a talk with them. I think there's nothing more helpful to give you the the details and an and inside look into what life is in a business school than talking to people who have been there, right? And, and especially if you have something in mind career-wise that you would like to accomplish from that experience, then you can focus on finding people that have done that. Um, and then if not, if you're still kind of undecided, then try to talk to people from as many industries as possible. All great advice. So the three of you are working in a variety of jobs and industries far afield from Ann Arbor. Uh, did the MBA help you get your first jobs? And does it still matter seven to nine years after graduation? Shane? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the MBA actually was my way of learning venture capital during the program, building my network in venture capital and in tech entrepreneurship during the program. And so that was my launch pad into the last seven years I've spent doing investing. 
So I've now made about 23 venture investments since leaving Ross. And that was for Wolverine Angels, which is an organization I founded, and also for uh, kind of a venture fund that was run by a company called CrowdSmart. So using artificial intelligence to help make investment decisions and invest out of a seed stage fund. That entire kind of career arc was enabled for me by the MBA and learning venture capital while I was there and establishing the network, which led me into all of these opportunities, John. Uh, so it was, it was really, for me, it was instrumental in that process. And one thing I'd like to do is just circle back to your earlier question around advice for prospective students. One thing that was really important for me in my process in deciding to go to Ross I visited a number of schools. I met with a number of alumni from those schools. And I know it sounds kind of something that prospective students are going to hear all the time, but for me, it was about fit, right? Ross is a very collaborative school. Students are extraordinarily involved in all aspects of the school and helping each other prep for things. And so there are a lot of programs that are actually students are instrumental in running some of the programs that that are really beneficial at the school. So it's a very collaborative school. Now, that translates to the alumni network, where the alumni that I experience are incredibly collaborative. They're trying to make introductions for me um, when they actually have no business need to do that, right? It's not really benefiting them, but they're trying to collaborate and build the community and help one another. And that's something that really works for me because I love to kind of pay it forward myself. So it was a fit for me. Um, but I think that cultural fit is really important. I think you go to 10 different schools, you get 10 different cultures. And I think you can assess that through the alumni as well as through the students and, and all the normal things you'll go through as a prospective student, kind of evaluating your choices. Good point. Uh, Nicole? I'm going to piggyback a little bit off what Shane said, because I too had a, another point about evaluating an alumni network. And I Great. would say one of the best things you can do to evaluate an alumni network is test it. Reach out to people who are alums and say, hey, I'm considering going to the same school you did. I'm considering becoming a part of your network and see what they do. Um, I feel very confident that when you reach out or you show up to a Michigan event or reach out to a Michigan alum, that you'll have a very welcoming and positive experience. At least that's been my experience and the experience of those people that I've run into. And so I think the best way to evaluate is to see how it works. And it works well um, even before you enter the program, while you're in the program, and then after you've left. But to get to the next question, as far as was it instrumental for me, it was absolutely instrumental for me. Um, I tell people all the time, my career switch, I feel like I would have been successful eventually, but I was able to switch industries so much easier and built my network in sports a lot easier because I had alumni support and the alumni network. Um, my first job in sports, I was hired by an alum. He was the COO of the baseball team. He hired me in as the director of marketing. And from there, my career took off in sports. And most people know, especially in that industry, getting that first job is the most important thing. And I, you know, it's like I said, it's like a drawn up play or like a roadmap for how alumni engagement should work. He was brought in because he was an alum and they were hosting him on campus and gave him an opportunity to speak to students. I attended that talk, took the opportunity to chat with him later. And he asked for my resume, which I happily supplied. Then months later, 
during not recruiting season where most people had their jobs and I was still looking, he reached out to me and asked if I was still looking for a job and invited me to interview. And so I don't know a formula that works better than that. Um, I wouldn't have known him or probably have crossed his path. Certainly, I could have shot out some cold emails, but nothing works better than a warm introduction and an existing connection. Um, as far as if it is instrumental for me years out, it absolutely is. Um, I have made many connections for myself and for others through my network. I've made money in my business, um, whether it's clients, whether it's um, collaborations, whatever it might be. A lot of it comes from my Michigan network. And it's also a great conversation starter. Even if you don't know people and they find out that you went to Michigan or if it's football season or whatever it might be, it allows you to open doors that you might not have been able to open otherwise. That and NASCAR. Those are the two. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you got your first shot at San Diego Padres, uh, and that all happened because of the story you told. That's fantastic. Barbara, how about you? Um, I will agree with... Um my fellow um, Rossers, it was instrumental in getting that first job out of business school. Um, in my context, was a very interesting uh, path, figuring out what I wanted to do, because I came with um, to business school with a couple of different ideas of what I wanted to do next. And I, I landed a job with Target. I'm one of those people who came into business school looking to shift gears and go into a different field. So I was working in logistics and operations before business school. Then I switched to merchandising immediately after. Um, my move from Target to Microsoft was made possible by a connection um, that I made during my MAP program. So the, the manager of my MAP project was the person who referred me to the position at Microsoft. And through that connection, I met the hiring manager. We connected and um, eventually I got hired. So it definitely mattered for the first and, and second positions. Now, more recently, I see the value of it um, from a different perspective, which is when I'm looking for talent and I need to recruit people, I will often um, reach out to fellow rosters and either ask for referrals or ask for recommendations or validate a certain profile if, if it comes my way. So it's definitely still very um, important and something that I reach out to. It's just it has evolved um, with time. So it sounds like all of you have been on the receiving end of the benefits of the alumni network. I'm wondering then, uh, have you ever been on the other side? Have you helped the next generation of MBA, Shane? Absolutely. Uh, so to provide a little bit of a, a through line, uh, you know, when I launched Wolverine Angels, uh, it was only possible because of help from Michigan alumni. So one of the founders of Cornerstone, uh, you know, out here in LA, Perry Wallach was instrumental and he, they actually hosted our, our initial events in Los Angeles that drew 100, 150 people, um, you know, in Santa Monica on this beautiful kind of top floor of their headquarters. Um, and he did that, you know, uh, to support and, and to pay it forward in the network. And uh, in turn, each person that presented at a Wolverine Angels event was a CEO of a tech startup that had a Michigan alum as a founder. So we got that kind of space and opportunity thanks to Cornerstone and Perry. Uh, and in turn, we shine that spotlight on Michigan founders. Uh, when we invited you know, alumni as well as students to participate in those events and engage in those events to build their networks. Uh, 
And the other thing that, that I've really enjoyed in Los Angeles is participating in the prospective student events, you know, the, connecting with all these prospective students. I mean, I feel like there's so many alumni there to talk to prospective students that it almost feels, I think, overwhelming for the prospectives because we all come out to show up and we're hanging out with each other, but we were connecting with these perspectives and, and, and we really enjoy it. And, and it's one of those things that is, it's, it's a really fun event that a lot of, of the alumni in, in LA do. That's great. Nicole, how about you? Um, yeah, I share a similar uh, story to Shane in that showing up to alumni events, being involved in the alumni, the regional alumni club here, um, being on the alumni board of governors. I definitely have since even before I left Ross, because when I was at Ross, being a member of the Black Business Students Association and the Consortium for Graduate Studies and Management, we reached out to prospective students to help them and prepare and fill the gaps if they had any about their knowledge about the interview process what they could expect when they came onto campus and creating on-ramps to the MBA experience. And that's been important to me and it continues to be important for me. Shortly after graduation, I was an alumni interviewer, so I couldn't give much advice because I was the actual person sitting in the room. But Hmm. since then, I do help people. Um, You know, prospective students I meet at events, I talk them through the process, answer any questions they have. And I pride myself on being the person you can ask the questions that you think are silly, the questions that, you know, you think you can't ask anybody else. Go ahead and ask them. They're fine. Everybody had them at some point. Um, And then also, too, when students are new, I've had a lot of students reach out early on in their time at Ross to say, hey, you know, I'm thinking about sports. Um, That's been a very popular one, as you can imagine. And asking, you know, what was the path? What's it like? What do I need to do? And I've been very open to answering those questions and will continue to be open to answering those questions because it's actually, I mean, it's actually fun. And Barbara, have you had a chance to pay it forward? Um, I have. I have been paying forward throughout these years, mostly in the form of uh, career advice, interview prepping, resume review, which is something that I got involved um, while I was at Ross. Um, I was a career counselor. Also, a lot of people who were looking to switch areas have reached out to me at different times, mostly people from my class, but um, uh, at at certain moments, people that were not even colleagues or or that had uh, coincided with me during my years at Ross and would just reach out um, through LinkedIn or one of the other channels and ask, hey, I noticed you went to Ross and you switched careers from this to that. Can we chat and, and can you tell me um, your experience, how it has been? So mostly on the career and, and recruiting side from my end. Yeah. How, how about do's and don'ts for today's students who want to leverage an alumni network? Nicole, let's start with you because you're a coach. You, you have to do this all the time. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I tell people what to do and what not to do all day long. Well, in this regard, I would say the most important thing you can do is relax. (laughs) I've had so many students or prospective students reach out and they're so nervous and they feel like they have to have everything figured out and they want to have the perfect questions. Um, And I have to say that that is overrated. Reach out to people to really learn about them, um, have a genuine interest in their career path or what they've done have something you want to take away, but you don't necessarily need to have an agenda. Um, I think also too, it's really important to do your research um, and make it easy. And And I think the biggest thing that I tell people all the time is to feel powerful. I think as a student or a prospective student, you're in a very powerful position that you may not realize. 
people want to talk to you. We want to talk to you. You're in a place that we remember, that we remember very fondly, and we get to relive those moments through you. So don't feel intimidated. Step up to the plate, ask the questions, reach out to people, um, allow them to get to know you and allow yourself to get to know them. Great advice. And, and you have such contagious energy, to use a phrase you used earlier. So, so Barbara, what about your do's and don'ts? I think I agree with pretty much everything you said, Nicole. I think the genuine um, interest in, in both in, in getting to know the person that you're interacting with and also telling your story and, and don't, don't be afraid to let them know why you're there, right? Whether it's because you want to learn about the school, whether it's because you're looking for your next opportunity and you're trying to network with the objective of, you know, getting to your next position, it's fine. We've all been there. I'm definitely also very inclined to paying it forward and I'm happy to have people reach out to me. And I think, you know, being authentic and and, and just approaching with a perspective of I want to learn and this is what I'm looking for, just you're probably going to be very welcome um, by whomever you reach out to. Now, Shane, you're at a disadvantage. It's like getting on the court with Magic Johnson uh, because you follow two great uh, people here. So, so I don't know if you have anything to add, but if you do, I'm eager to hear it. <laughs> uh, so uh, loved getting on the court with Magic Johnson and uh, with these brilliant women. Um, and, and, you know, I, what I would say about kind of do's and don'ts, uh, I would kind of generalize it. You know, one thing that Barbara mentioned is authenticity, I think is really important. And personally, I used the MBA application process and the MBA program at Ross to clarify my intentions and why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why is it that I'm driven to pursue this new career? And that was really uh, critical. It made my conversations with alumni better. It made my experience at Ross better because I was clear and authentic about kind of what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it. I think you can easily get swept up in, well, there's a story they want to hear, so I need to fit my story into that story, right? I need to tell the story they want to hear. And I think that can be a distraction. And to be authentic to yourself and tell your story, if you're reaching out to someone to learn about a new industry and you haven't decided what you want to do yet, that's okay. You can communicate that. And we'll be there to kind of listen and ask the questions and, and help you through that process. I mean, that was one thing that a lot of alumni really helped me with to help me clarify that direction and so that I could be open and be authentic and, and have a really candid conversation and build relationships. Now, I know one of the benefits of the Ross Network is the fact that any one of you can take an executive education course for free. And I'm wondering if uh, anyone has taken advantage of that. I have. Oh, what did you do? So I took a leadership course uh, back in 2016. And the, the course was, uh, was specifically designed for managers that were moving up to a manager of managers position, and which I was at that point, And I found it would be an interesting experience um, for me. And it turned out to be, it was, a, it was a week and I got to be back on campus and meet um, a lot of new people that I haven't met before during my time at the MBA. It was actually um, all kind of similar um, uh, 
level, but from all different industries. And it was super interesting. Um, it definitely helped me with um, a lot of my own personal and professional development as a leader for, for the time of my career that I was living at that point. That's great. So let me thank all three of you for a terrific discussion. Uh, Nicole in Dallas, Shane in L.A., and of course, Barbara in Barcelona, Spain, one of my favorite cities. Uh, really appreciate the opportunity to meet you all virtually. And for everyone else out there, thanks so much for tuning in. If you're in the market for more content like this, be sure to check out our other MBA Summit podcasts, including our student series, Real Students, Real Issues. You can also visit the Michigan Ross website, of course, to learn more about what you heard today. This is John Byrne, and you've been listening to Beyond the Classroom, the real ROI as part of the MBA Summit presented by Michigan Ross. Michigan Ross.